I got black, I got white, what you want? Hop outside a ghost and hop up in a fan, uh. I know I'm about to blow, oh, oh, ain't dumb They try to take my floor, I take their ass for ransom I know that I'm gone, they see me blowing up, now they say they want Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast, Season 2, Episode 36 I'm your host Julian, co-host Justin with me Training camp is, is officially opened This is our third week of the um, NFL previews Division by division, we're on the AFC East this week. Last week, if you missed it, you can go back and listen to it. Um, we were covering the AFC West. Thank you very much. And uh, that's actually a very interesting one. So go back, check on that episode. We got a lot of interesting topics with as far as who can come out of that division, what teams, uh, you know, might make a push and still not even make the playoffs. That's that. This is now 11 and five, first in the AFC East, Super Bowl champions. Division champs for like 12 years straight at least. Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and the New England Patriots coming back 2019 to just try to embark on the same journey that they've been embarked on since, what is it, 2002 now? 2003? When they won the first one? 2003, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since Tom stepped in, you know, and really, really started taking over, uh, man, it's been a wild, wild ride. Like, players have came, players have left. They, but two constants have remained the same. And Brady and Belichick. It's every year, you know, with the help of good drafting by Belichick and the Patriots staff, we got guys like James White, Super Bowl MVP that they didn't give to, but, you know, he was deserving of it. Sonny Michelle scored the only touchdown in last year's Super Bowl, uh, ran down the Chargers' neck in the playoffs late last year as a rookie. Um, Julian Edelman. Security security blanket. Hall of Fame slot receiver. One of the best slot receivers the game has ever seen. Another, one of the best playoff receivers the game has ever seen. Another quarterback turned receiver who's just playing lights out every year. But I think a big key going into 2019 for the Patriots is that they're going into 2019 without Gronk. And as much of, oh, he's been hurt, they still play good. It's a difference when it's a hurt Gronk and you don't have to worry about him this week as opposed to he's not on our team anymore. He doesn't play anymore. You know, we're going to have to just figure this out. They went out and signed Lance Kendricks to a one-year deal. So you already see the difference right there. And it's just like... And then bringing back a veteran in Benjamin Watson who's somewhat familiar with, right. with, with the surroundings. Right. And, you know, Tom Brady has used Gronk as his, you know main security blanket for whether big plays or, you know, needing that third down conversion um, and just setting the tone offensively. Especially red zone. Yeah, Gronkowski, is, that's, that's where he gets his money, and that's why he's one of the best tight ends to ever do it. Now, them going into this season without Gronkowski, and, you know, mind you, last year in the playoffs versus the Chiefs, Gronkowski kind of saved the day. If we remember that overtime, he took over. I don't think he, like, it was like five for five in overtime. Um, he was but, like that in every, in every playoff series that they played in. Yeah. He always had that, that one key uh, drive or that one key play. Super Bowl as well. Yeah. As we remember, he got stopped at the one-yard line. Uh, had That was the biggest play of the game and essentially was the game-winning play. Uh, but 
just in terms of this year, I mean, obviously they're going to, you know, be favored to win the division. And as far as we can see, it's already won. This is one team that we can do this with. Um, and the competition in the division is still not yet up to par. I think the Jets have a good chance for the next three years to kind of start bringing this up. And, you know, Brady's going to be on the decline soon. So they're looking good for the future. But as of right now, as it stands, the AFC is going through New England once again. And this is preseason. This is, what are we, July 25th, 2019. And if we go back to last year's podcast, we were saying the same thing. If we go back, I mean, if we had a podcast <laughs> three years ago, we'd be saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cliche, but it's it's one of those until proven otherwise. So um, it's not much to talk about with the Patriots. You know, Julian Edelman's dealing with a, a thumb injury. Uh, Sony Michelle starting off training camp. PUP list, but stuff like this doesn't really, really matter. What what I think one big thing is going into this season is going to be the production of Nikhil Harry. Uh, the fact that Bill Belichick, this is the first wide receiver he's ever taken in his tenure as a coach in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, and the confidence in, I believe, Tom Brady has in him, you know what I mean, to do good this year. Losing a big guy like Gronk, replacing him right there with another 6'4 guy. You know, he's not 6'7", 6'8", 260, but he's definitely dominant for his size outside. So, um, yeah, as far as schedule-wise, I got the Patriots going 11-5 and five again, maybe even, you know, 12-4, and four, depending on depending on the defense. You know, their defense is going to be good again. They're solid. Um, they didn't really lose much. They're well coached. Obviously, they lose with Brian Flores, and we'll get into that with Miami's case. Um, I don't think that's going to make or break their defense right there. Um, but piece by piece, it's kind of interesting to look at. Matt Patricia's gone. Brian Flores is gone. Next year, you know, with with their success they bring, do they lose another assistant? You know, Josh McDaniels is almost out the door. He's obviously staying, but we've, yeah, we've seen that so many times. But Josh Josh McDaniels is is just so. Comfortable with that system and that system so and so comfortable with him and he understands Belichick and he understands what's asked of him and I mean it's, it's we've seen it with with quarterbacks like like a Brady you, you do have to work in a sense but it just makes your job really smooth and and very easy when you're playing with you know arguably the greatest not even just greatest quarterback but arguably the greatest player uh, we've ever seen in the NFL so I think. Um, Obviously, you you can't underestimate the importance of, like you said, a 6'7", 240 target who can run routes like a receiver, block like a lineman, and just go up and, you know, grab it. And we've we've seen him, you know, and previously we've seen him, you know, outrun linebackers, Mm -hmm. even safeties sometimes. So he was just an all-around just great offensive weapon. And – but I think – that this season will be easy easy to translate away from Gronk for the simple fact of one, they you know it's not like they haven't had to prepare without him before, so it's, it's nothing new to them, but also in the sense of I think we seen it last year that not that because of you know obviously Brady's not getting any younger, and you know let's, I mean, let's be honest Tom Brady didn't have. The best Super Bowl showing, right? And there's times during the year where he, you you can kind of see him falling off. He hasn't completely fell off late, but you, yeah, but you can see the the 
steady right. de- decrease or decline. So they mind you, let's not put that into. It's just a difference. Like when he gets into the playoffs, it's just a mode that he might not have the 350 yard game, but on third down. He's making that throw through that tight window and right. reading the defense and literally picking them apart. He picked the Chiefs apart. They picked the Chargers apart. And, um, you know, as far as, you know, he didn't throw four touchdowns a game, but they were fortunate enough to have a great run game in the first game. And then they were fortunate enough to be able to just play against a, a bad defense, we'll call it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and at the end of the day, he's Tom Brady. So put that together and the outcome is usually what it's been for the last years. Yeah, but I think I think we're starting to see them become a run first team because their their run game was very solid. You have a James White out the backfield, can do it all, you know, Swiss Army knife. He can, you know, run the ball efficiently. Obviously he can pass catch efficiently, run routes. So he can he can do it all. And then Sony Michelle really came into his own, uh, proved well showed why that they, you know, went back up into the first round right. to get him, you know, obviously. And but we and not only that but we've always seen the Patriots style, uh, well at least on offense predicated on, you know, two. And what I, what I mean by that is we've seen them have you know dynamic duels in Randy Moss and Wes Welker. Then we see them, okay, so then they weren't really bringing in the wide receivers like you know like they were before. What do they do? They go to a more tight end friendly offense. They get a right. Gronkowski. And Aaron Hernandez, a Gronkowski, and a, a Dwayne Allen. You right. know, keep pairing up Gronkowski right. with somebody else. So now they don't have Gronk. I think now they're translating more to a run first, and then they have two backs. Back, well, actually, three. they have three. You know, we have a James, you have a James. Yeah, you have a James White, who is your you know pass catching back. You have your Sony Michelle, who is you know your running back, and then you have a Rex Burkhead, who's like your fullback and just put your head down. Get get yeah. me a first down. Get and he can catch some passes too. Yeah, which they all three can catch passes, which is the crazy part. So Brady just has the weapons, regardless. You know, Chris Hogan as well. Still, um, I don't know. Patriots. It's not much to talk about. It's 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 more about let's let's we'll talk about their playoff matchup. Right. You know, it's it's one of those Golden State and, type. Uh, of yeah, and see if if they get a first round mm-hmm. by. And, you know, so yeah, moving on to the Meadowlands, or excuse me, MetLife. The definitely the loudest team in the offseason. Moves, moves, moves. Cardi B money moves. Spent the most money in the offseason. New York season. Jets. They finished four and twelve. They finished last in the division last year. And they finished behind the Bills. And they finished first in offseason, spending hundred and twenty eight point four million. And then decided guaranteed to, money. and then decided to fire their GM after that. So there's a lot to take in. Adam Gase is going to be the first-year coach, right? Yeah. Um, Sam Darnold coming into his sophomore year. We see his potential. We know that you know he knows how to play football. Um, he can throw. He can make the, the plays. He just has to do it more consistently. He needs more, more help on that offensive line. He needs more help with the running game. They went out and got Le'Veon Bell. Robbie Anderson looks like he can kind of break out this year and have a solid year. Um, their defense kind of revamped. Every quarterback needs a defense. You know, they signed a C.J. Mosley. They drafted a Leonard Williams, a Quinnen Williams. Got they still Tremaine have Johnson. Leonard Williams, Tremaine Johnson. I think they got him last year, Tremaine Johnson. Um, they signed somebody else, though. They signed a bunch of people. 
Well, they were supposed to sign Anthony Barr, but he backed out. Mm. So, okay, New York Jets, it's not their time yet. I kind of, I think I said this not too long ago, but it's not their time yet. I, I don't think. But, but they're laying the seeds. It's kind of, this is kind of like, see, the AFC East is kind of like what the NBA has been the past three years. Yeah. Wait, waiting for KD to leave, developing whatever talent you have, moving around whatever pieces you have to get ready for this free agency. So then when it happens, you strike, boom, you're ready, hit the ground rolling, and get going. This is kind of what the AFC East is in the middle of doing. Waiting for, we're just waiting for Tom Brady to retire and so we can really get going and hit the ground you know, running. Mind you, you guys all kind of just got your quarterback. You know, Sam Bradford, Sam Darnold last year, Josh Allen last year. You guys go out and get Rosen. Obviously, he's Who kind of, a, you know. A quarterback from last year. Exactly. Ironically enough. So, you know, everybody's kind of in this, like you said, planning seed game, seeing what we can develop right now. Um, the Jets are, are are in that funny mode where it's like they signed a bunch of veteran guys and a bunch of like guys who are in win now mode in their career aspect. Uh, yeah, that's, but that's the exactly Jets what I was about aren't to say. In win now mode. That's exactly what I was about to say. They made moves as if they were in win now mode, but they're not even close. Yeah, they're not even close. And you know, the team, the team, first of all, needs to be able to show that they can go out on Sundays and score the ball with whatever type of offense they put on the field. Because as of the last five, six years. If you think of the Jets, you don't think of their offense. You actually think of their defense. And the last three or four years, the defense has been subpar for the majority of the season. We've seen flashes. We've seen some players stand out. But uh, there's been no— We've seen Jamal Adams frustrated. Mm-hmm. There's been no—how um, do you call that? Consistency. Consistency. There we go. So this season, I mean, I, I think they can win a good six or seven games. This year, they have the talent to win a good seven games. They have the talent to win eight games, you know. But within the division, those divisional games are going to be tough. I don't think they beat the Patriots this year. Um, this is one of the main divisions where divisional games don't matter. It's be- not that it matters. It's just because, they're more competitive the, in this because division. The, 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 um, they are. They are. Well, they, they're more competitive in a sense, and I, and I speak obviously from experience. <clears throat> they're more competitive in the sense that they're all we have to look forward to. Like you just yeah, for sure. Just, you don't for sure. Like we don't want to lose to the Bills. Right. We don't want to lose to the Jets. Patri- Patriots are like if we can steal one would be awesome. But that's pretty much do- the Dolphins. I'm just thing. saying in general. I feel like when the Jets <clears throat> play the Bills, when the Dolphins play the Bills, when the Dolphins play the Jets, yeah, nobody, yeah, when the well, Patriots yeah, play the Dolphins in Miami. That, yeah, that's. I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously, that, that's in every division. You never want to lose right. a division opponent. But when you don't, when three out of four teams don't have a legit chance of making the playoffs, or winning the division, the divisional games are really all you have yeah. to look forward to. That's true. So what you have the Jets going? I mean. I can see the. I'll give them the seven and nine, and that's kind of being nice. I mean, first year coach. I think Le'Veon Bell brings a lot to the team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's definitely a top three running back in the league when healthy. He, he's shown, um, and like I said, Sam Darnold knows what he's doing. If Adam Gase can kind of put Miami 
behind him and just step into this on some new shit, mm. I think they have a chance to win at least seven games with the defense kind of being revamped and, and you know, they have good players on defense. They literally have Pro Bowl players on defense. However, it all has to just come together and uh, they're going to have to make sure that they, you know, they go to Buffalo and take care of business. They play in New York versus Buffalo. They got to win that game. Like, those type of games, you know, Miami coming to New York, you got to win that game. You know, it can't be we're out here losing to our divisional games at home. Like, nah, New England, all right, you excuse it. You got to go out and try to beat New England in one of those. You know what I mean? That's the type of expectation you got to have on yourself to not sit at 4-12, four 4th in the AFC East again, or even 5-11, and, and you know what I'm saying, 11, anything like that. Uh, it's well, going to be tough. Yeah. Well, speaking from experience of having Adam Gase, uh, I, I'm not really saying this because Adam Gase. I'm saying this because of the move they made in the offseason. I think off talent alone can win them three more games. So I'll also go 79. Yeah, and, and if you go out and spend the most money in free agency, at least you should be looking at a plus two, three win. <laughs> there, there, there was on NFL Live, they showed... That the teams in the past th- pre- in the past previous uh, off season, mind you, the Jets beat the Colts last year, which is crazy. But go ahead. Oh yeah, in the past uh, three previous off seasons, the teams that went out and spent the most money or had the most uh, guaranteed uh, money spent went at least five more games, and, wow. and all three made the playoffs. I know it was the Bears on one. The, the Giants on another, and then I'm not sure who the I forgot who the other one was. What else you got oh, on the Jets? The Jacksonville. There you go. Okay. What else you got on the Jets? Anything else? I mean, I was kind of surprised when I wasn't like every other Dolphin fan. Like, oh my God, they got Le'Veon Bell. I was just kind of laughing. Like, you spent all your they money. They spent on that price. Yeah, you spent that money on Le'Veon Bell when you have. Other needs, and you're not in win now mode. Like you, I mean, I understand the run games. Your quarterback's best friend. I understand that, but I think more than that, your quarterback's best friend is an offensive line that's not going to let him get sacked and, and pressured. Their offensive line wasn't. I don't even think in the top twenty last year. I think the money could have. Granted, this was a year that there wasn't too many right. players in the trenches. And they had a draft, but I, 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 mean, I, I, I would, I would think, yeah, I would think in in that instance, it would be more quantity. It also came down to that trade that sent that they traded the Colts, you know, and they traded up in the draft. Yeah, you know, they lost a lot in the draft, two second round picks, and um, essentially this year they had to go Quentin Williams on their defensive line, and they wouldn't, they weren't able to, you know, use those second round picks on linemen, on quality linemen, or. Or trade those picks maybe for alignment, you know, something like that. They they lost out, so they got their quarterback, they got their running back. I guess they want to work that way. You know, we see the Dolphins are laying a different type of foundation down. Yeah, I think they they only signed one offensive lineman. So yeah, Oshemile was a Kaleshi Oshemile. Um, but let's get into the Dolphins. I want you to kind of tell me what's going mm. on with the Dolphins this year. What you feeling? Last year they finished off seven and nine. Surprisingly second in the AFC East, you know, I say surprisingly because two through four is always up for <laughs> up for grabs. Right. Um, so, you know, new head coach Brian Flores coming from New England's linebacking staff. 
you guys expected to be the worst team in the league, expected to have the number one overall pick, probably going to have the lowest rating in Madden type type of deal. But um, talk to me. So this year is interesting for, for many reasons. Uh, one, this is the first year that at least I can remember as a Dolphins fan where they didn't kind of uh, retool the team. They finally factory reset the team, which was much needed. Finally parted ways with Tannehill. Obviously wasn't the answer. They didn't really get sentimental over pieces like a uh, Cameron Wake. He wanted more money at, you know, 37, 38. They realized as much as we love Cameron Wake, as much as he means to the team, we have to look out for the team. Please go. Pre- previous, I can guarantee you, previous Dolphin years, they would have they brought him back. Um... And obviously they know, well, they knew that we need a quarterback. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. There's no way around it. That's true. And we've gave Tannehill a chance for the past seven years. Brought Seven it. too many. I mean, he got babied his first years with Philbin. I mean. Call it what you want. He even had his off his his head coach at Texas Tech. Uh, was his offensive coordinator the first two years that he was in Miami. He's a wide receiver. And then, you know, they brought in Bill Lazor, which he had his best season under Bill Lazor, and then they let him go for whatever reason. 3,500 yards. And 29 touchdowns. How much was it? It was 27 and 14. Wow, best season. Yeah, it was almost wow. it was almost 4,000 yards and then 27 wow. touchdowns to 14 interceptions. Best season. Have fun in Tennessee. Uh, <coughs> be ready by week three. Yeah, right. Um, Mariota's not going to be like, there's barbecue chicken out there. You saw that Taylor Lewan off topic, but uh, Taylor Lewan is facing four games or facing a suspension due to uh, banned substance. He possibly might fail that test. Oh, so. Wow. Mariota might not even start the season. They might just be like, yo, we're going to wait till Taylor Lewan gets back to play you because <laughs> you're going to be looking hurt out there. Um, but back to Miami, you know, I'm more wondering. This is also the first year that I actually liked our draft. I'm wondering what's going to happen. As a whole. I'm wondering what's going to happen because – well, see, this is this in a, hold on. You guys are in a certain predicament, certain similar. I keep saying certain similar situation, like the Colts were in a sense. Where now, granted, you don't have Andrew Luck there, so you can't just plug that in and make things better. You know, like if you guys had Andrew Luck coming back next year, it'd be way better than this, right? Now, granted, you do have a Josh Rosen, you do have a Ryan Fitzpatrick. But the way you guys are going about it is the right way, where you said factory reset, not just reboot. Mm-hmm. But you still have that mentality of we want to win as many games as possible. And it's kind of like you've accepted defeat, but you don't want to like totally, totally own it. And I don't know how to explain that. You know, Coach Flores comes from the Patriots. He doesn't know what losing is in the sense of culture, in the sense of attitude, in the sense of going out every Sunday. But you guys are in a predicament where Tua Tagovailoa is coming out next year. 
Um, yeah. Obviously, we know Trevor Lawrence. If you wanted to wait another year, you can. However, if you wait another year and you're still top five in the draft, you know, what's going on? So you guys are kind of in a funny place right now where, I don't know, you have a you have enough talent. Like we were talking about the wide receiver core, Albert Wilson, Jakeem Grant, Kenny Stills, Devontae Parker, Mike Gusecki in your tight end. Um Kenyon Drake, you know, there's there's weapons, there's 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 things there that Fitzpatrick or Josh Rosen can use if your offensive line can withstand. Now, like, I don't think you guys are gonna go out and lose eleven games. You know what I mean? Twelve games. Right. So, the fact that they're projecting you to be worse, like they projected the Colts to be worse in the league last year, um, is kind of where I was getting that similarity. As though I feel like you're obviously not going to finish in the playoff hunt, but definitely not going to be top five to me worst teams in the league. That's just my opinion. Right. No, I would agree. And we're yeah, we're kind of in the space of we yeah, we're not going to tank. We're going to be, be competitive. Uh, see what we have. See what we're working with. Miami Heat basketball. And, you know, and the thing I love is that they didn't surround Brian Flores with a staff. They let him pick his own staff. He picked his own offensive coordinator, assistant, you know, head coach, defensive coordinator. He, you know, picked all that himself. And I really think that he's going to bring a different culture, culture that we haven't had. Also, I, I really like what they did with Josh Rosen because – I was big on Josh Rosen last year. I thought he was the best quarterback in that in that draft class, bar none. And then, you know, they get him this year for basically nothing. And then, you know, we still have Ryan Fitzpatrick, who is a solid backup. And even if he, you know, let's be honest, we you know we've seen this we've seen this show before. Let's say for whatever reason he does, you know, beat Josh Rosen out. For the starting spot, right? He's gonna sell tickets. I mean, yeah. he he'll put on thirty five, you know, points in a losing effort. <laughs> and that's, that's the plan. Yeah, and it's kind of like <laughs> that's that, literally that, the plan. And for us, yeah, for us where we're at right now, that's not the worst case scenario. Because you need the excitement to stay, but yeah, because you need the record to show otherwise. Exactly. Um, now, I just lost my train of thought. Where was I going with this? And then, like I said, if Josh Rosen doesn't pan out, go and draft uh, to a Valo next year. But do you think you're going to be top five in the draft by the end of the year? Even, that's the other beautiful thing. Even if we aren't, we have 14 picks going in the next year. That's true. We could force our way into that position. Who was your first-round draft pick this year? Christopher Wilkins. Christopher Wilkins. At... 14, 13? 13, yeah. A lot of people wanted Dwayne Haskins, but I mean, yeah, we were watching the draft. I, I was I was I was thrilled. <laughs> I was thrilled with A this. A lot pick. of people. I loved this pick. I was, you wanted I Haskins was, though, right? I mean but this yeah, part of me did, but when they when they announced Christopher Wilkins, I was ecstatic. I was super thrilled. Because we get killed in the run game in the past, I don't even know how many years. He can change the game. Yeah, our our defensive line desperately needed help, especially in the interior. So that that was the best pick. That was the perfect pick, and I really love that pick. That's a Brian Flores pick, right? Start of a new era. Exactly, exactly. I like that. So, I mean, 
the Dolphins this year, yeah, I'm not expecting big things at all. But like I said, I'm not expecting them to be a top five worst team. I'm gonna give you guys a six and ten record. <clears throat> I feel like you guys are gonna just 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 do do enough to not be that bad, mm-hmm. but still be you know bottom tier. Um, I would also give a six and ten. I'll say we lose one more game because we don't we don't necessarily have the same talent that we did last year but even though I think as a cohesiveness I think we do have the, the better team and we have obviously we have a better staff like I said I, I think watching the games will win the one we're supposed to like we'll win the games that we're in and even the ones that we lose I, I don't think we'll, we'll lose them too bad I don't know it's, it's, like you said it's going to be an interesting year uh, I'm curious I'm kind of excited see where it goes see where the, see, see the potential this is just a year we're gonna see where the potential's yeah, at. Yeah. So. Because you know there's nothing coming with it. So. Yeah, it's it's pretty much next year. Yeah. On to the Buffalo Bills that we go before we circle do, the wagon. <laughs> before we do, since we're talking about a New York team, let's talk about the Red Sox beating the Yankees tonight, nineteen to three, and now we can continue about Buffalo Bills going six and ten, finishing in third place, not in last. I don't know the last time they finished in third place in the division, uh, but I do know that Josh Allen, second-year quarterback coming into this year, is very confident. He's very athletic. He can make the big throws. He has a talent. He's a big guy. And the Bills drafted an Ed Oliver, right? Yes, they did. The Bills... uh, They went and signed a Cole Beasley, went and got a John Brown. They got their quarterback... Some weapons. I mean, they're they're one of those potential type teams like the Dolphins who are kind of just looking to see what's going to work. What type of play style is best for, you know, Josh Allen. Um, Yeah, they're pretty much in the same boat as us. They're going to have to go out and get them a running back soon enough. Yeah, they're in the same exact boat as us. So not much, not much even excitement to talk about with the Bills. Their, Their roster isn't much special. They don't have the star wide receiver, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they they drafted Jaquan Johnson. Shout out to Jaquan Johnson from the U. Um, but like I said, there's no there's no like standout thing. And then if we're gonna talk about like what do we expect from them? Like this is a team that I expect to go five and eleven, maybe six and ten, and that's dependent on divisional games too. You know what I mean? Like they can easily go four and twelve. Um, and I think time's going to tell that. As far as the Bills, I'm not too concerned. Yeah, I think they go 6-10 <laughs> again. Like, like you said, I mean, this team just, they really didn't do much. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong, they, they did have a... a oh, sol- they signed Frank Gore, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they had, they had a solid, you know, draft. I mean, obviously, Ed Oliver, you know, was big. He fell into their lap. Um, they they want to have a more secure defensive presence this year. They got, you know, I don't want to say they got their quarterback weapons, but I want to say they got him more or less security. Right. Because Cole Beasley's solid. John Brown can be. Yeah, they have a Zay Jones still. Yeah, top John, John Brown can be a um, a number one receiver. But he's more of more of like a home run hitter. Right. Like he's very good. At, yeah, he's very good at taking the top off the defense. Yeah, and they got the quarterback for that. You know? Yeah, getting you long touchdowns. But as far as a route running, he kind of falls off. But speed wise, you know, you got you got a good receiver at that position. Yep. 
And the defense, the defense is going to, like you said, you know, they're looking for that. They're going to have to put pressure on yeah, the Yeah, def- defense has always been the backbone of that because, team, really. you know, Josh, Josh Allen can only do so much, and it's not going to be a good sight to see as a Bills fan a year after year without improving that defense. So I like the draft pick of Ed Oliver. I think it's going to change culture. I think it's going to change the the front seven mentality-wise. He's that type of player. He's that type of influence. That type of athlete. But, yeah, that type of athlete. He has that Aaron Donald athleticism, um, which as a football player, he's not there. But as far as type of animal, he's he's definitely um, up there with the Aaron Donald. So that's the Bills. I mean, ain't really much more we can say about them. I'm going to go... I'm going to go with a 5-11 uh, and 11 season. Blingo last year, 6-10? and 10? They, Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go run back. So that, that's, just, that's just the type of offseason they had. I didn't really, you know, like you said, they were solid. But we also have to remember that uh, Josh Allen didn't start Correct. Uh, all of last year. So, I mean, I mean, we'll see what he's made of this year. But, I, yeah, I expect much of the same. I expect a 6-10. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that brings us to next week. Next week we're going, going north. We're going up north. We're the north. So Pittsburgh Steelers, dog pound, dog pound. Baltimore, and then the bum. Shout out Lamar Jackson, and then the shout uh, out Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown, and uh, you're gonna play with the golds in too for sure. Who else? What bums? And then the bungles. The bum, yeah, Cincinnati Bungles. They the, haven't been good since since uh, Chad Johnson left. The, the, they should just change it to the Cincinnati Greens. That's all they got. <laughs> Let AJ go. I'm starting a petition right now. Let AJ go. He needs to hold out soon enough. But uh, yeah, that, and that does it for episode 36. So thank you guys for listening. Next week, yeah. AFC North send questions, questions, comments, concerns, all that. We take all of that. We want all the smoke. Yeah. Ooh.
cradle to the grave, nigga crying pain Fuck with Mr. K, put your face on one of them picture chains Sugar Ray the fader, go John Wick with the pistol game Bitch ain't cracked the safe, got his mom sit with the pistol grip Boo like the Yakuza set trip, we clipping off fingertips Bitch, crack numbing up my fingertips Pulling strings with my picky ring, record get you hit I make 15 jump like trampolines when that pack is set Now niggas want them methamphetamines, we can suck and dick Suck a dick, fuck that dope up, I was rushing shit Fuck the needle, she just puffin' snip Snuffin' up forget. I got strippers on my fucking list Fuck a bucket list Black brains up in buckets, bitch Michael Douglas, bitch Half main, half cocaine Six pounds of Walter White to white planes VVS to Prezi, Sky Dweller Plains Sit your five dollar ass down before I make change Pay for your funeral, get your shit arranged Kiss your wife and say you was solid, then go piss on your grave Hold that, lock the doggy up with Similac Fuck rap, the blood moving ounces on the cash app Half main, half cocaine How this hit a banker did to David Blaine one foot in the booth, one in the fucking cage If I roll my raps, you be a slave to my fucking page Fuck with the game, half main, half cocaine Half main, half cocaine Half main, half cocaine Brought to a neighborhood near you